This is the Santita Jackson Show. Hey, everybody. Hey, 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 hey. How's it going? I'm Santita Jackson. It's a joy to be with you today, Morning Stars, on the Santita Jackson and Friends page on Facebook and on Santita, the Santita Jackson Show on YouTube. So everybody, please get on over there and like and share and spread the word about the show. It's interesting. I've been getting a lot of shutdowns as we get closer to this, (laughs) as as I I guess become more vocal and as we are uh, moving closer to this vote. So... When you see a lot of crazy things happening on Facebook and such, I'm not doing it. <laughs> Everybody, I'm Santita Jackson coming to you from WCPT 820, the nation's largest progressive talk radio station and AM 950 radio, the voice of Progressive Minnesota. I want you to call me today, 773-763-9278, 773-763-9278. And let's talk about these midterms. These races are tighter than this. They are so tight. Yes, I did say it through clenched teeth. They are so tight. What is the deal, everybody? Why are these races so close? What can and should the Democrats do for the win? Because now uh, the advantage is trending in the Republicans' direction. What can be done to reverse the tide? And that would be following an historical trend. I mean, the the party that has the White House typically loses in the midterms, but it didn't have to be this way. I mean, in August, we thought we were going to buck history. And we might. We still can because polls don't vote. People do. But, and having said that, what's driving you to vote? I want you to go to vote.org, vote.org, and make sure that you are still registered. You can remedy that before the midterms, uh, uh, before the midterms, uh, really six days away. And then you find out where you, where you go vote. Remember, we closed 100 precincts in Chicago alone. It impacted more than 100,000 voters in June. In 2018, you had one super precinct for 660,000 voters in Louisville, Kentucky. Absolutely insane. So you need to find out. You need to find out where it is that you uh, will be able to vote, where you should go vote. And then, of course, if you are voting early or on Tuesday, please call 1-866-OUR-VOTE, 1-866-O-U-R-V-O-T-E. If you have any problems outside the polls, inside the polls, and if you are intimidated as you are trying to drop off your vote in one of these drop boxes, take pictures, shoot video with your camera, do all of that, and then call 1-866-OUR-VOTE. Let them guide you through this process. You can do it. So let's talk about this. I want to hear from you today at 773-763-9278, 773-763-9278. And just please tell me why, why? I mean, we talked about this before, but it's, it's now part of, it is really part of the national conversation. Why is it uh, that Herschel Walker... And Senator Raphael Warnock, why are they really in a dead heat? And some people are giving the advantage to Herschel Walker. What's going on? 
And this is not just a Georgia question. This is something that we've got to talk about today on Legal Q&A with CK, which we're going to start at the bottom of the hour. And then we're going to have Greg, Greg Palast, everybody. Yay! Greg Palast is with us. His movie, Vigilante, this magnificent documentary that will make you vote that talks about the history of voter suppression in Georgia. You've got to see it, and you can see it for free tonight. That's right, VigilanteMovie.com, VigilanteMovie.com. Just go there right now. You can watch it all day. It's all day for free. Jamie Foxx paid for the screening and has paid for part of this, and as has Martin Sheen, who is the executive producer of this film. And so we're so grateful for them and their activism. Jamie Jamie Foxx said everybody's got to see this movie. They've got to see it, and he's a tech. So he knows what he's talking about. So everybody, we're going to have Greg Palast on with us to talk about this movie, how you can see it for free all day, today. Get all of your friends to watch it. We had a good time when we were at Rainbow Push, packed the place out. And um, it was so wonderful seeing all of my Rainbow Coalition of Morning Stars. <laughs> it was wonderful. So let's get right to it, everybody. Greg Palast on the Santita Jackson Show today. And what is going on with Herschel Walker and Raphael Warnock? What's going on with Stacey Abrams and Brian Kemp, particularly this Walker-Warnock race? I mean, if it's just, I mean, is this about politics? Because it's certainly not about qualifications. It's not. There's a lot more to this, and I want to know what your thoughts are. 773-763-9278 in Chicago. It's unseasonably warm. I don't know what else to say. I'll take it. 66 degrees will be our high. It will be sunny. In Minneapolis, St. Paul, get this. You guys, AM 950 Radio, my family up there, 76 degrees, mostly sunny. Unseasonably warm. Three weeks away from Thanksgiving. We don't roll like that in this part of the country, but, you know, I'll take it. In Major League Baseball, the World Series, ooh, the Phillies are up 2-1. to one. They'll be playing the Astros tonight. And last night, they did not disappoint for you Phillies fans. Seven, the Phillies. They shut out the Astros. Astros, nothing. Well, the Astros can still come back. We will see. But if the historical trends are to be uh, obeyed, the Phillies might take this one. We'll see, everybody. The NFL had a rare night off. In the NBA, the Bulls 108, the Nets 99, the Suns 116, the Timberwolves 107. And in the NHL, the New York Islanders 3, Chicago 1, the Wild 4, and the Canadiens 1, everybody. Call me, 773-763-9278. trying to get some of these phone lines just to keep them clear so we can hear from you today before we bring on the good news. Family members of the victims killed in the 2018 massacre at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida, will address the shooter, the man who murdered uh, their family members in court for a second day today. In an emotional hearing that began yesterday, several family members took to the stand to deliver their statements directly to Nicholas Cruz, the now 24-year-old shooter who avoided the death penalty last month. Pfizer says it will seek an FDA approval this year for a vaccine to prevent respiratory uh, deal. Virus, or RSV, the virus typically causes mild cold-like symptoms, but it can get serious, everybody. You're going to ask, uh, we're going to ask Dr. Shanina Knighton about that. And in Ukraine, Ukraine's Air Force said it has no effective defense against the types of ballistic missiles that Iran is preparing to ship to Russia to use in its war with Ukraine. Well, you know, they're using America's weapons, and so... 
This is why you need peace, everybody. The Federal Reserve is expected to make history yet again today, approving a fourth straight interest rate hike of three-quarters of a percentage point. This comes after Democratic lawmakers sent a letter this week <coughs> excuse me, to the Federal Reserve Chairman, Jerome Powell, expressing concerns about the central bank's plan to raise rates at an alarming pace because people are going to lose jobs. That is the calculation. And those are some of the headlines. Ooh, <coughs> excuse me, on the Santita Jackson Show. So let's get right to it. We have got... Some good news. I need good news and help me to get over this cough. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Well, you know what happens. What are you going to do? How are you, Pastor Vicki Johnson, with that hour of power at your church, the St. Thomas Lutheran Church here in Chicago at 80th and Jeffrey, 1145, everybody, to 1245 every Sunday. Whether you are masked or unmasked, you are welcome. And so what's the good news today? Well, good morning, Santita, and good morning to all of your morning stars and friends. There is good news. Do you remember back in the 20th century how the teachers knew we were at school? I don't know how they do it today, but back then they took what is called attendance. Hmm. Remember? The teacher would call names in alphabetical order by the last name, and when your name was called, you would respond, here or present. Mm -hmm. If your name was called and there was no response, you were marked absent. Many times in life, you may be here, but not present. What do I mean? I'm glad you asked. You can find yourself in a place, but your mind might be somewhere else. The OJs put it like Mm. this. You pulled it out of my head. (laughs) (laughs) Your body's here with me. But your mind is on the other side side of town. (laughs) Of town. Yes. (laughs) You can miss out on what is happening right where you are because you are not present. Our minds, if not harnessed, will wander to pastures unknown. Not being present in the moment can cause you to miss out on so many things in life. The colorful autumn leaves, the glistening falling snow, which will be upon us in a few months. A fresh morning rain tapping on your window pane, a sun setting in the western laden sky. When you are not present, You might not hear what someone is really saying or when your attention is really needed. Second Corinthians, the sixth chapter in the second verse says, A, now is the acceptable time. Now is the time to be present in the moment. If you find it difficult 
take a little time to go through a guided meditation to help you. Don't be marked absent. Pay attention. Be present. If you will do this, and I believe that you will, then to me, that's good news. Thank you for that. I needed that today. Be present. Mm -hmm. You know, what did Dr. Bloom say, or was it Alan Bloom? I don't remember if he was a doctor or not, but I did enjoy the book. Everything you needed to learn, you learned in kindergarten. And those are lessons that you learned there. You know, and I think we need to step back. You know, are you present or are you absent? Mm. Oh, no, you Mm. just gave, you gave the sermon. I'm just picking it up. I'm listening to you because I'm present. Yes, (laughs) yes. We want to be present. And we certainly want to be present at the polls on Tuesday. Mm. Very present. Amen to that. You're going to have to join one of our political panels because, you know, I have known Pastor Vicki Johnson since I knew her as Vicki, one of the greatest singers I've ever known. And she, um, we grew up in the civil rights movement together. And and the movement that the segment that we grew up in was led by ministers, and I'd like for you to I'd like for, like for you to come on and talk about that because you know it was Reverend Evans, it was you know it was Reverend Reddick, it was Aunt Lucille, a true woman of God, C. T. Vivian, oh yes, Reverend Calvin Morris, Reverend David Wallace, Reverend Frank Watkins, they were all ministers who wanted to minister in another way. And um, yes. Yes. and they said, no, this is what Jesus would do. When Dr. King pulled my father out of seminary, and my father was on a full scholarship at the University of Chicago, a semester mm-hmm. away from his master's, which he eventually did get. Um, he said, you know, I can teach you more about theology than you can learn in that seminary. Because Dr. King mm-hmm. saw something different as he got out here and, um, and saw what Jesus was up against. So I want us to talk about that, Pastor Johnson. You know, All right. I mean, as we as we are dealing with so much, give me. Let me know if you are available tomorrow or the next day, because we're living in times that are increasingly violent. And what people are not talking about, as we pray for the family of Nancy and Paul Pelosi, because he's eighty two. Everybody, he's eighty two. Yes. This is an 82-year-old man. I would just stop it with all of the speculation and conjecture. This is an 82-year-old man who's a husband a father, a grandfather, who has a cracked skull. Just stop it. My father's 81. I'd be heartbroken today. And so I pray for all of them. But you know what? The sad part is this is not new. And so when I see the commentators, we've never been here before. Oh, no, no, sweetheart. I've been living in this all my life. Yes, yes. Now, you all going to stop it? Nothing new. Nothing new. This is a continuation. Now it's hitting you because you wouldn't stop it when you were hitting me. So just stop. Stop. Come on, please. Please. We got a sitting U.S. congressman who was once one of the most wanted men in America because J. Edgar Hoover had a hit out on him. Who does that? So, you know, everybody, let's get to it. But I'm, I'm going to reach out to you later on today because I think we need to talk about that and why it's important that we be involved in this process, everybody. More than 20 million people, more than 23 million people have voted already. 53 million people will be voting by absentee ballot. This is a consequential race, and it is tighter than this. And no matter who wins, no matter which party gets 50 percent plus um, next Tuesday, whenever we find out the results, we're all going to have to come together. 
We're going to have to figure out a way to have coalition governments, everybody, because you cannot have an I win, you lose posture. That's not going to work. Mm-hmm. But I digress. I love you, Pastor Vicki Johnson. Let me ask Dr. Shanina Knight, an infection preventionist, brilliant, brilliant registered nurse, about this RSV vaccine. And thank you for the picture of her great nephew who is doing beautifully. He is a gorgeous baby. He is gorgeous. My, my name for him is Precious. Precious, precious <laughs> angel. Oh, gosh, I saw this picture. I said, now let me go on and grab him out. You know, you, you think you could grab figures out the television and hold him yourself. But he is so precious. What about this RSV vaccine? Because they say RSV is mild. It can get serious. And, and they're saying that it can help. Uh, help our children in particular. But my question for you in these last four minutes that we have here is, does does a vaccine help you once you have it, or does it help you before you get it? So, to my understanding, um, it's supposed to help before you get it. Okay. So what would you recommend? Because it's... Okay. I mean, as I mean, I'm not asking you whether people should take it or not take it. Um, I guess, you know, on your lane would be how we can prevent, how we can not get RSV in the first place. Okay, right, exactly. That's my lane. Because I think the one thing that we need to be skeptical about or understand is that the RSV vaccine has not been approved. It is Mm -hmm. a candidate that is in the media now as being uh, Pfizer-produced. It is a candidate that's in the media now that is showing promising results, according to Pfizer. Okay. As being so able how to do you, I mean, with our children now back in school, you know, I mean, everything is, you know, so-called back to normal, whatever that means. Uh, what, I mean, I mean, and, and adults can get this too. I mean, what, what, I mean, what, I mean, I know you keep talking about hand washing, but that is a big, big thing. You know, I was at a hospital yesterday visiting someone and I was constantly washing my hands constantly and not using the hand sanitizer. I'm like, you know, there is soap and water in this room. Let me do that. If you have an option of using soap and water and a hand sanitizer, which is superior? So the the superior or inferior thing, um, technique always still prevails, meaning that you can apply soap and water or you can apply hand sanitizer. And if you're not rubbing your hands with friction and covering all surfaces of your hands, then you essentially um, still are at risk of contamination if you're not doing it correctly. The other piece is, is alcohol kills a wide array of germs. Um, however, just like soap, it can have a drying effect. Alcohol has more of a drying effect on the hands, which means that after you use the hand sanitizer, you will want to then moisturize your hands so they don't get dried out. The other piece is it's dependent on the hand sanitizer that you're using. Some of them actually create a residue or a sticky feel after, mm-hmm. let's say, about five applications of it. And so it's not something that I believe should just be used without intermittent hand washing. So mm-hmm. for about maybe every four or five times that you would use hand sanitizer, you'll want to make sure you're washing your hands with some soap and water just to kind of remove the residue and reset your hands. But both of them are effective when it comes down to removing um, most viruses and most germs um, 
that will come in contact with the hands. Thank you for that. See, these are the things that we need to know. These are the things we need to know because we don't know these things. We love you, Dr. Shanina Knight. And hey, Dr. Nina, hey, Dr. Nina, want to take a little bit more time with you to talk about RSV because that is so, that is top of mind for us because it's at the top of the news. But we need to know, uh, you know, what does this mean? Because you keep, I keep hearing, okay, it's mild. It can't get serious. But I'm like, if anything's untreated, it can all get serious. And I think we need to be serious about infection prevention. Maybe that's the key. Do that. Dr. Shanina Knight and everybody, hey, Dr. Nina, let's talk about these elections. Dr. Nina, you got to listen to this because we're talking about why these, we're going to be discussing why these races are so tight. I mean, we don't know who's going to control the Senate. House of Representatives, you kind of really know, but if you vote, you can change the expectations. So I want to hear from you at 773-763-9278. Why are these races so tight, particularly the Herschel Walker-Raphael Warnock race down in Georgia? I mean, there's no comparison about the quality of um, leadership that they offer, but there's something that people are seeing. And I, I want to know, I want you to play pundit for us. Because you've got thoughts, too. Back with more of the Santita Jackson Show. Vote, everybody. Vote, 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 vote. Six days until the midterms. Stay right here with more of the Santita Jackson Show. This is the Santita Jackson Show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Santita Jackson Show. I want to hear from you. What do you think about the midterms? Why are these races so tight? Now, I mean, the Republicans have been obstructionists. Now, that's just the reality. When you want some financial relief, they've been obstructionists. When you want to lower your medical costs, your prescription costs, they've been obstructionists. But yet they are winning. They've been talking about crime. When you have this much This gap between rich and poor, between the haves and the have-nots, and when you take hope from people, when you are closing schools, when people have no way up and out, which is what America is supposed to be about, you can have a lot of things going on. I'm not making excuses for people, but I am telling you, if you felt that you were stuck and you could not move up in the society, move up in the world, that's the American dream. No, the nightmare is when you can't move. Now, black people and indigenous people know a whole, whole, whole lot about this. But now everybody in America is feeling it. Everybody. 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 And so you have a lot of social unrest, which has been predicted. And now here we are. So call me at 773-763-9278. Why is Herschel Walker really, why he is increasingly he is favored to win this race. Chuck Schumer said it. What does that mean? Now, polls don't vote. People do. That having been said, there's something that Democrats are seeing with their internal data, and there's something that we are all seeing, because the more you pile on, the more he is piled upon, the stronger he seems to get. And then let's, I mean, now the Fetterman-Oz race has tightened up. They're all within the margin of error. We don't know which way these races are going to go. So I want to know what you're thinking. 
I want to know what you're thinking. 773-763-9278. But, Shapiro, first I've got to get these vittles. I have got to get my Thanksgiving, yes? You know, I'd like to have a little plate for myself because I've got a huge family, and everybody comes to Thanksgiving dinner with their Tupperware. <laughs> first in line. So we are... Good morning, Santita. We are uh, starting to take uh, Thanksgiving Day orders for your turkey, your mashed potatoes, your mac and cheese, your mozzarella, your green beans, and your greens. And let's not forget the desserts. We have the sweet potato pie, the caramel cake, as well as the real vanilla cake, and the uh, banana pudding and peach cobbler. So don't hesitate to give us a call, 708-526-4546. 708-526-4546. We're still doing regular orders as well, as well as also complete decor. We have been quite busy, thanks to God. So we are here to serve you. So give us a call early because we're only taking a limited amount of orders for Thanksgiving. So don't hesitate to give us a call, 708-526-4546. We look forward to serving you. Thank you so much, Santita. Of course, of course, of course. Let's get right to it. We're bumping up legal Q&A with C.K. early this morning with attorney C.K. Hoffler and attorney Erin Connolly and attorney Robert Patillo because we're going to have Greg Palestine with us. The uh, free showing all day of Vigilante the Movie, vigilantemovie.com. Go there and you can see the movie for free. You've got to see it. It is going to be so inspiring and we cannot wait to talk with uh, with Greg Palast about that today. But also, we have to give a shout out to Jamie Fox, who has helped to make this this uh, free showing possible because it costs money. And we have to give out to sh- a shout out to Martin Sheen, very very dear family friend, who uh, produced this movie. He's the EP. He pulled the money together. He said, "You have got to see this movie, and we have got to protect our vote." Uh, sending you much love. CK, we have got this. You know, let's let Robert set the table, CK. <laughs> I mean, Erin trying, trying to go to Italy on us. She's going to leave. <laughs> well, no, I love when Erin start off her day. <laughs> the way she said it, I said, she's in Italy. She's in Italy. I said, she's in Italy today. Everybody, everybody can... <laughs> <laughs> and we can always be there in our minds, you know. It's our state of mind that counts. It's not where you actually are. It's the state of mind. Well, you know what, but CK, before we begin, can we go to Rick from Florida? Because there's a tight race down there. But, you know, we're not seeing we're not seeing the Democrats jump in with Sherry Beasley and, and Val Demings. The way we the way we really the way I really wish that they would. Charles Which Booker. is amazing. Which is amazing. Right. You know, Beto O'Rourke, Fetterman. You know, I mean, there's some people who need a real lift. Right. The the race in Florida is close with with Val Denham. It's closer than um, in Atlanta. Atlanta, And she is a dream candidate. This is a former police chief of Orlando, Florida. What else could you want? What? Anyway, Rick from Florida. I want to hear what your thoughts are today. Rick? Hi. Hi, yes. Good morning, Santita. Um, Good hearing your voice. Where are you in Florida first? I am in Clearwater, Florida. I am a Chicago transplant. I couldn't take the cold anymore. (laughs) Um, I grew up um, in the Pilsen neighborhood, and then I I lived up in Round Lake, Illinois. And um, I've been down here for a while, since 1994 now, and it's just, 
it's horrifying um, if you can mm-hmm. see things from the south point of view. And well, talk um, to me, because you're from here. What do you see? Well, first off, I see we here in Florida anyway, um, we have a lot of malcontents down here that mm-hmm. I don't understand. The, the, there's just a seething hatred um, just all the way around. And these public relations firms and these Republicans have tapped into it. Mm-hmm. And people are voting because of fear um, of Hillary Clinton. They literally just still are bringing up Hillary Clinton, who has nothing to do with anything. Wait, 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 wait. Bringing up the, they're bringing up Hillary Clinton? Yes. They're still, wow. when I when I debate people, they're still talking about Hillary Clinton. They're talking about how they've seen um, busloads. This was last summer. Busloads of illegal Mexicans are on their way. Well, where are they? I don't know, but they're on their way. Well, you got a picture? No. Where did you see it? And we all know where. So, uh, on their right winning, leaning, they're just, that's just a big thing. It's, I really can't even repeat some of the things that they, they say, but it's mm-hmm. your typical racist, N word, um, Mexicans dealing, everything that they hear on the radio, they, they just believe. And, I believe that, in my opinion, these uh, these politicians and these public relations firms are targeting the same people that fall victim to um, smoking cigarettes and then they go for a certain brand. These are the same people that fall victim to telemarketers and, and fall for those scams, and they just believe it. And... The good news is, is that, and and everybody in Chicago, just take heart. We are still the majority, but we're we're led to believe that we're not. Hillary Clinton won the popular vote. Al Gore won the popular vote. Yes, he did. Republicans, Republicans are getting it's it's half it's a half truth that Republicans are winning uh, win elections. But remember, there's a lot of gerrymandering. Rachel Maddow did a piece on this, how Democrats and liberals have to win as much as 60, 70, 80 percent of the vote before they can win. That's a, that's another big problem. The, these Republicans really just have to cheat to win. They have to rig the system. So we need to take heart. The second thing I would say is, in my opinion, we need to stop debating with Republicans. We we're now dealing with the bottom of the barrel. We need to go to our friends that are like-minded and make sure that everybody votes and we shore things up and we need to start marching and we need to have a a big game plan. And I've said this before on your show, one of the things that's systemic as a problem in this country is we need to start breaking up these big corporations. They're behind all this. They're behind the money that goes to these PR firms. They're the ones that are the parasites on society. They cry for tax breaks. They create pollution. They benefit from every social ill that you can think of. I dare you to find a social ill that a corporation does not benefit from in one way, indirectly or another. From drug abuse to alcoholism to racism and racism as well. Keeping us separated from each other. Absolutely. I'm with you, Rick. Keep on going, Rick. Exactly. So 
let's talk more about how we're go- like we did back when I was a very when I was a teenager and we broke up Ma Bell. We don't see any of this anymore. And why? It's because they've they've also bought our politicians now um, to an extent, Democrats as well as the Republicans, except the Democrats are trying to help, you know, more like AOC. So we need to start talking about that more and coming up with a game plan with breaking up these corporations, mm-hmm. getting money out of politics and just we subsidize the so that they don't have to so that they don't have to campaign for money. Um, I heard Andy Rooney came up with this idea back on 60 Minutes when he was alive, how we need to use our tax dollars to help put out the message. Once a candidate goes negative, he loses the rest of his funding. Talk about yourself, talk about your platform, talk about your record, and let's keep it there. Um, and those are two big matzo balls we have to work on, and, and I'll leave it at that. And But like I said, Let's stop talking to these trying to debate Republicans. It's like debating with a farm animal. You know, no offense to farm animals, but we, we, the the ones that are voting now are not, and especially the ones that I talk to down here, mm-hmm. they're not, they're only a few degrees away from this guy who attacked Nancy Pelosi's husband. Um, and and actually, I, I've talked to some of them down here that they they espouse the same violent inclinations. You know, where we need to do this and we need to take over things by force. They're just malcontents. So let's leave them alone. We're not going to convince them and shore each other up. Let's shore up our fellow liberals, our fellow Democrats, whatever you want to call yourself, and make sure. Hey, did you vote? Yeah, but you know, Rick, and, I think and, we have yeah. to. I, you know, I'm this chalk it up to being a PK, a preacher's kid, and just coming out of the church. I can't give up on anyone. I hear you. I hear you. You know, but what I have to do is <clears throat> have have the respectful debate and keep on going. I think that what we have to do is continue to organize because one of the one of the things that we have to understand is that a lot of people came to support President Trump like they came to support President Biden from a lot of different directions. Everybody who's a Republican, everyone who embraces President Trump, people have their own reasons. Uh, getting, getting, Attaching yourself to a candidate is like a Rorschach test. You pull what you need from them. I some agree. Just, you know, some people just liked President Trump's swag. They, I mean, they, and they thought he was going to go to Washington and be an anti-establishmentarian, but it, that did not happen. You know, so the I think the problem with we, that is it's like well, it's like vote, it's like hiring, like having a dentist that did a bad job. Your filling mm-hmm. fell out, so you go have your plumber work on your teeth. I want I, somebody no, I hear that you, doesn't but you, know but anything you know about what? it to work. You, but we, we we've done that with we, Democrats it, it's too. It's hard to debate think, with people like that. You're right, but I think what we've got to do is dig down on all candidates. From all parties to find out who the corporatists I agree. are. To find who is the corporatist, who's going to drive the corporate agenda, and who's going to drive mine. And then I think we well, I have think to get, starts with, let, let's get start engaged. With regulating them. Absolutely, but let's you know start with we also regulating our, our politicians like we rele- relegate any other product. Right. And say, listen, and where is your money coming from? Right. We want to know. And these corporations and, and just have it come from tax dollars. 
Yeah, that's, right, that's right. And regulate it, the corporations because they because now we have a corporatocracy and it's killing us. Well, we hit them. I want from, you to give us. We can hit them from both ends. We're in agreement. Out of our politics, get your money out of our politics, mm-hmm. and we're going to break you up. And we need to go back to the mom and pop style of um, business in this country where the drugstore, you knew the guy in the drugstore when you walked into mm-hmm. the drugstore, it, it smelled funny and the floors creaked. And I remember that in Chicago when it's all gone. Um, mm-hmm. but, but that's the corporatocracy at work. You know, but stay, but Rick, stay right there. Because I, I mean, CK, you see, Rick is, stay right there, Rick. And, and you know, Aaron and... And um, and Robert, this is America, okay, CK, which is why we're talking about this today, because you know you've been driving on politics even on your legal show, because the laws that you're going to have to work with, well, we're about to put the people in who are going to make these laws, <laughs> or we're going to affirm them or upend them, and I mean, and you can hear this plea that Rick is giving us for us to really march. Become become active. I mean, so that we can, because we're the ones. It's our country, CK. It's ours. So I mean, so you know, let me. You know, Robert, why don't you respond to what you just heard from Rick? Well, I think Rick hit the the nail on the head, and I, I think if we think back. Kind of the modern decay of our American political system. Uh, there's one very clear point where it began. It was Citizens United. It was the minute that we said corporations are people too, my friend, uh, and that's when we started descending down this uh, uh, this causeway to where we are at today. Uh, fundamentally, by allowing corporations and wealthy individuals to contribute unlimited sums of money to these campaigns and complete secrecy and uh, anonymity, that means that you can finance anybody and make them a viable candidate. Just keep throwing money behind them. That's how you can get a Dr. Oz. That's how you can get a uh, J.D. Vance or a Herschel Walker or Blake Masterson or a Donald Trump running because now it's no longer a competition of ideas and having to actually appeal to voters in order to uh, get support and raise money and keep the campaign going. It's just an option. It's whoever has the most money behind them uh, automatically is a viable candidate. And that's very much, until we tackle campaign finance, it's going to be very difficult to tackle the current political divide that we have and actually get back to normal governance. Uh, it's well, fundamentally a, uh, a popularity contest now. Uh, the Republicans did not even have a camp or a platform in 2020. Nobody knows what Herschel Walker's plan is to save Social Security. I don't know what Dr. Oz is going to do to bring down the deficit. Uh, it, no one asked, you know, Carrie Lake what she's going to do uh, to help infrastructure spending in Arizona. They all do just straight culture war things that trend on social media, and uh, and by doing so, you encourage people to enrage their bases more so than actually talk about cogent policy. Uh, if you talk, well, we we talked about this on my show on Sunday. Uh, we called the MAGA mind virus, which is when someone just gets infected all of a sudden with the MAGA movement, and they go from being a normal, functioning human being that you'll see at the grocery store to suddenly believing every single internet conspiracy, and they're ready to lose everything. You know, uh, behind this, it's very much the same way that cults operate. 
and we can ignore it. We can call the people crazy, uh, everything else, but we have to begin understanding it because understanding it is the first step uh, towards trying to incorporate these people back into society because we have 70 or 80 million voters uh, who believe in uh, many of these conspiracies who are infected with that mega mind virus. Well, then uh, that means you probably have 100 million people out there plus uh, who may not be voting, but who are still on that side of the fence. And that's a very difficult way to run a democracy when truly uh, nearly half the country uh, seems to be affected with some sort of mental disorder that leads them into believing uh, QAnon conspiracies, uh, 4chan conspiracies. We've seen what happened with Kanye. We've seen what happened with many of these other people once they join that, uh, 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 get infected with that MAGA mind virus. And until we start talking to them, bridging these gaps between the parties, finding out what motivates them, and then also legislatively working to pull the money back out of politics, uh, that's going to be the only way that we can get back to normal politics as we, we've seen them in America. They can actually start addressing the problems of our time and addressing the, the problems of the uh, of the working class and the middle class in this country. Uh, we, we don't talk about tort reform. We don't talk about uh, uh, balanced budgets. We don't talk about many of the things that normal governments operate on. It's all conspiracies all the time because that's what drives and enrages the base and that's what drives the money that's really what fuels our politics. Until we can fix that, it's going to be very difficult to bring the country back together. You know, and Rick, Aaron saw this in real time with Kirsten Cinema. I mean, what happened to her, Aaron? I mean, because to me, she's emblematic of, I mean, because Carrie Lake, maybe it's Arizona. Wait, wait, wait. Because Carrie Lake has gone from Obama to Trump, but then people also toggled. Trump and Bernie. I mean, I see people looking for someone who's going to fight because still the most popular elected official in the United States is Bernie Sanders. But, you know, the Democratic establishment won't let him break on through. Right. So, I mean, right. right. Well, well, people are desperate. That's a great point. Big fear. Right. There is such great fear. And when I'm talking to one of those um, those folks, and I have, you know, unfortunately, some of them in my in my family that have well, taken a turn yeah. over to the other side. And the reason when I dig down to them, look them in the eye and say, really, what are we afraid of here? What are you afraid of? You're a person of faith. This is not these are not things that, that you would do or you're a person of moral character. These are not this is not someone you would have supported. What has changed in your heart? What are you so afraid of? What do you think they're going to do for you that's worth this trade-off for, frankly, part of your soul, right? These are folks that wouldn't have stood for a figure like Donald Trump, who has admittedly um, done horrible things in business and in his personal life, for example, and has tried to steal an election. People that would have stood against the events of January 6th and defended our country with their life, but are now saying, oh, it's not a big deal. It's this fear. And what we've been able to see since 2010, January of 2010, when Citizens United was um, uh, enacted by our, our, you know, our Supreme Court that, that has such a, a, a keen eye that they don't think that millionaires and billionaires are going to manipulate our system simply because there's disclosures, right? They thought that the disclosure portion approved in Citizens United would be enough for the public to be able to discern where that message is coming from, 
and that it wouldn't be enough money to flood out everything else. They were really, really wrong. They're wrong about a lot of things. <laughs> and what we see now is a complete inability to distinguish where this message is coming from. It's oftentimes a couple of billionaires who put a ton of money, and that's what we're seeing in Georgia right now, period. We're up against too much money. We cannot, there isn't enough of a counterbalance to, to, to fight that unless we have a strong ground game from the beginning. And what we see now the Democratic Party doing is putting in more money into digital ads and fundraising. And I'm sure all of you get these emails from the amazing Senate candidates that are, that are up against these deadlines. But that should have been happening months and months and months ago. And it shouldn't have been about the money. It should have been, it should have been earlier, right? So we can look back and I'm sure we'll, we will do that when this election is over. But the reality is, is what these folks are doing with this money is using it to, and the caller articulated this beautifully, right? They're putting us into fight or flight with this money. They're creating chaos. A brain can't make good decisions when it's terrified, when so much is coming at this brain that it can't distinguish what is true and what is false. This money creates chaos. It puts us into a place where people that are already overwhelmed, that already feel um, overwhelmed by the system, maybe they don't know politics, maybe they don't know some of the policies, so they're going to take the easiest thing, right, the path of least resistance to make their decision, and that is fear because it's the easiest way to go, and it's hard to get past that in your messaging when the other side is going to that lowest level. But what we need to do and what we, what we have to look at in between the midterms and the presidential election is how we lower the volume and create actual conversations. The solution isn't to not talk to these people, unfortunately. That would be easier, but that's not going to get us where we want to go. We have to have these hard conversations. We have to dig in beyond the rhetoric, beyond the anger, and really yeah. say, what are you afraid of? What do you want? I think you're smart enough to help us be a part of the solution, and I want to hear about it. I don't want to hear about this nonsense. And that's, that's difficult. But that's what and we but, have to but do you know, when this midterm is over. As you said, it's necessary, and I'm going to toss this over to CK on the other side of the break, because she is a Georgian. And she has been saying, look, I think I need my smelling salt. All jokes aside, I can't believe that um, that, that we're here. You know, CK, I can't say, I don't want to speak for you, but I got about 20 seconds before we go out to the break. It's just now, it, 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 wrap this up, Santita, with some hope. Well, you know what? I, I want you to give it, like give it, give it to everybody. Give it to everybody during the break. Okay, stay right here. There, that's why I wanted you. That's why I wanted you to listen. No, stay right there. Stay okay, right. here we go. Because we're, we're, no, we're on Facebook. Just... We're on Facebook. Hold on, just stay right there. Because I got to go to this break. Because like, you want me to stay on the air, don't okay. you, Rick? <laughs> I sure do. <laughs> All right, sweetie. Back in just a minute, the Santita Jackson show. <laughs> This is the Santita Jackson Show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Santita Jackson Show. Legal Q&A with CK. Now, CK, where are you, girl? You there? Yes. 
I'm here, Santita. I'm here. Look, this was a great show. Sometimes you got to let it roll with the issues and listen to what people are saying. So it's fabulous. Well, it is. And I, I really enjoyed being with you yesterday on your show. Fantastic show on WAOK, 11 o'clock Eastern Standard Time every Tuesday. And, of course, Robert Patillo is on WAOK from 1 to 4 Eastern Standard Time every Sunday. Got to get Aaron a show. She's got a lot to say. We're talking, of course, this is a legal Q&A with CK on the Santita Jackson Show. We're talking about the midterms. Why are these races so close? We just heard Rick, a Chicago transplant who's down in Clearwater, Florida, who's saying, let me tell you, you have no idea what I am dealing with down here. And my mother drove from Washington, D.C., down to South Carolina through Virginia. That's where her mother, that's where my mother was raised in part. And my grandmother's home, she's passed on, is still there, so she had to check on it. And then my father's mother, who's passed on, her home is still in Greenville, South Carolina. She had to check on it. And C.K. and Robert and Aaron, my mother said, if you think Trump does not have support, you are deluding yourself. I saw billboards with his name on them as I drove through. It's it's a deep thing. And we have to ask, we, we shouldn't be talking about people and poking our fingers in their faces. We need to find out what's going on. We're all Americans here. Even if we are at points of disagreement, or maybe we might be looking at each other through the looking glass and we don't know it because everybody's suffering. Now, I know that. Most Americans do not have enough money. I know that. Most Americans cannot afford to send their children to the college of their choice. I know that. Most Americans cannot afford to go to the emergency room. I know that. That's the data. So when you've got that kind of pain out here, all hell is going to break loose, and that is what we're seeing. But we want heaven to break out on this side of eternity, and we can do that. But we're the ones who are going to have to make that happen. What did my father say? Yes, you know. Uh, God is real, but you have to be God's feet and hands. You've got to do the work. You've got to do the work. He said that to me last night. I had a great conversation with my daddy, and I got a lot of gems from him. I'm Santita Jackson, WCPT 820, the nation's largest progressive talk radio station is my home, and AM 950 Radio, the voice of progressive Minnesota. It's a joy to be with you today. Uh, Six days away from the midterms. Have you voted? Go to vote.org and find out if you are still registered. You can rectify that, and you can find out there where you go to vote. 773-763-9278 is my number. I want to hear from you. What are your thoughts about this election? Why are these races so close? What's really going on out here? What's really going on out here? Something's going on, and we need to put our fingers on it. Greg Palace will be joining us shortly. His movie, Vigilante. You will be able to see for free. It's all, You can see it for free right now. Go to Vigilante Movie, VigilanteMovie.com. We're going to be talking with him about that and voter suppression in Georgia. That is real now, and it's happening all over the country. So let's get to some of these headlines so we can talk about these races. Chicago, a high of 66 degrees and sunny. Unseasonably warm, but I will take it. Minneapolis, St. Paul, 76 degrees will be your high today. Mostly sunny. In Major League Baseball, the Phillies are up 2-1 to one over the Astros. They shut them out last night. The Phillies, 7. The Astros, 0. They'll be playing once again tonight. The NFL had a rear night off. And in the NBA, the Bulls, 108. The Nets, 99. The Suns, 116. The Timberwolves, 107. And in the NHL, the New York Islanders, 3. Chicago won the Wild 4. 
and the Canadians won, everybody. Call me, text me at 773-763-9278. More than 20 million, more than 23 million Americans have already voted. Have you, have you, will you? Hope that you will get out there and vote, everybody. In the meantime, family members of the victims killed in the 2016 massacre at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida, were able to address the man who killed their loved one, Nicholas Cruz, and they will have a second day of those testimonies today. Pfizer says it will seek FDA approval for the RSV vaccine. What do you think about that, everybody? The virus typically causes mild, cold-like symptoms, but it can cause serious illness, particularly in older adults and infants. Pfizer's vaccine candidate is administered to pregnant women who then make antibodies that can protect the baby after birth. And those are just some of the headlines on the Santita Jackson Show. You know... In this time of economic tumult, as we're watching the Fed hike their rates, which is going to move more and more people into unemployment, there's got to be a way for you to keep your head above water. And I think Team Hochberg can help you. They want to help you. Do you need a mortgage? Do you want to buy a home? Do you have a plan to buy a home? Do you say, well, you know, I don't have good credit. I've had a bankruptcy. There's nothing I can do. Are you using your debit card? Well, you really shouldn't use your debit card. That's not a financial product that is good. You need to have a credit card. You say, my credit's not good. Well, talk to Team Hochberg so they can come up with a plan to help you to restore your credit, to establish your credit, to come out of bankruptcy, to decide whether you should go into bankruptcy. They can do it all, everybody. They've seen it all. If you just call them at 855-56-DAVID, 855-56-DAVID, or go to 56david.com, You can get a free consultation from them, and then they can work with your credit card companies if you have high credit card debt, Uh, like they did with Tom and Sonia, who were struggling to pay their mortgage. They had 17 credit cards, $100,000 worth of debt on those credit cards. It could happen, everybody. 17 credit cards, divide that up. That's a little bit, almost $6,000 a credit card. That could happen. That could happen to anybody while we're struggling out here trying to make it from day to day, while you're buying your groceries on your credit, and you might even be putting your mortgage on a credit card. I don't know. But they helped Tom and Sonia. And now Tom and Sonia, after they negotiated with the credit card companies, their payments to their credit cards were lowered by almost $3,000 a month, $2,800 a month. They were able to save their home and get up out of financial debt. That could be you, everybody. Call them at 855-56-DAVID. 855-56-DAVID. I want you to be financially free. Go to go to 56david.com so that you can see what they do. But call them. Call them, call them, call them. And do not be embarrassed. Do not be ashamed. Everybody has a day where things, uh, you know, things are tough. But you know what? The help is on the way. Call Team Hawkburg today. All right, everybody. CK, you have heard Rick. You have heard Robert. You have heard poor Aaron out there with Kirsten Cinema. I mean, because this uh, Senator Cinema did a 180 on on all the people who supported her. But you know, there's precedent for this, Attorney Aaron Connolly, Dick Shelby of Alabama. After we got him elected to the Senate in '86, he then promptly became a Republican. So, you know, what are you going to do? And, of course, Attorney Robert Patillo, Southeastern Regional Director for Rainbow Push. C.K. Hoffler, what do you see? I mean, because now these races 
have absolutely tightened up. They're like within a point of each other down in down in Georgia. And some polls even have Herschel Walker ahead of uh, of Raphael Warnock. And then they said that the debate actually helped him. C.K., what do you see? You know, we heard from a caller today who told us, and he's right, forget about a certain segment, never, their minds will never be changed. That segment, whose minds will never be changed, they're supporting Herschel Walker. Their minds will never be changed. But there are a bunch of voters who still could vote. And so it is something I had stopped using my smelling salts because that's where I was when I thought about the race in Georgia. And I start saying the Lord's Prayer. We need to pray and have people come out to vote. That's the only way that we can be assured that Senator Raphael Warnock will win. We can never underestimate the power of football. It's a religion. That's football and basketball. Those are the only sports where you see people put aside momentarily for the game, momentarily. Their, their feelings of animus and hatred. All of those people, January 6th, if they're sports officials, if they're sports lovers, they could sit side by side and cheer on the best of the African-American players without an issue because it's a religion that supersedes everything else. And that sense, that spirit has been ignited with Herschel Walker in addition to all of the, the millions and millions of dollars poured in by the Republican Party to make sure that he wins. So all the other stuff, qualification, subject-verb agreement, bad act, um, wife abuser, someone who doesn't take care of his kids, things that are fun that people typically would say, well, this is critical. We wouldn't want somebody representing us in the center who does that or any place. Wait a minute, a black man at that. And a black man. I was wondering, too, because you got to remember, people think of him running down that field on the football court. Are you serious? Wait a minute. CK. CK. Are you serious? I'm serious and it's crazy. And that's why I started to say the Lord's Prayer as opposed to smelling salt. So that's, in my impression, why it's so close. But Senator Warnock can still win because Mm -hmm. there are a bunch of young folks and and, and middle-aged folks who haven't voted yet. Many people are waiting till Election Day because it doesn't work for them to do early voting. Early voting is closing. But the fact that there are record numbers of people who have voted speaks well, I think, for Senator Warnock. I don't believe what the polls say. That's another tool of manipulation. Mm-hmm. And we've seen, um, we, we see every election, the polls are projecting this and something else is happening. Now, I do take note when Senator Chuck Schumer says, well, oh, my goodness, we may be going south in, in, in Georgia. Don't know what he meant by that. Wait, 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 wait. wait. You know what? We need we need to hold on. Hold that thought, because, you know, people slept on Harold Washington. They slept on Reverend when he ran because they were not polling Harold Washington supporters. They were not polling. And then, you know, when people call you with these polls, CK, as you well know, you know, you don't the way they frame the question. Sometimes your candidate is not even part of the discussion, CK. You know, if Raphael Warnock loses, will you accept Herschel Walker? That could be the poll question, CK. And also, I tell you, I personally don't participate a lot in the polls because I don't know. I don't. I don't necessarily always trust the sources. So, people mm-hmm. like me, who would be someone good to poll, I personally don't do the polls. So, a lot of people personally don't do the polls because they don't. You know, they don't want to 
yeah, that takes time. You don't want to take the time. You don't want to be. You just want to vote. And so I don't trust the polls. I, I've seen polls be manipulated. You can manipulate anything like polls. And there are people who are well-equipped to do that. But one thing that we need to understand is the, the race is tight. Polls, no polls, some polls. It's very tight because of what's happening in this country, because this is a divided country. So when you put all that together, yes. Um, Herschel Walker could win. Will he win? I think that Raphael Warnock will pull it out because at the end of the day, some people will just say, I just can't do it. I just can't do it. I understand we want to take it. I just, I just can't do it. And others who have, who have just been slow, who are disenchanted, feeling some kind of way, which is many people in America are feeling some kind of way about the Democrats and the Republicans, by the way, feeling some kind of way. So if you're disenchanted and feeling some kind of way, other things such as football, such as Heisman Trophy, such as all of that, can mobilize you and ignite you to get out and vote, whatever it is, or feeling strongly about women's reproductive rights, feeling strongly about domestic violence, feeling strongly about people who have no sense. These types of things can propel many people to get out to vote. So it's not over till it's over, no matter what the poll says. And then finally, Santita, I just wanted to say, so the comments that um, have been made previously about the things that we need to do, I mean, you were absolutely brilliant yesterday on my show, as was Greg Powell. And, and what was important with your presence there, um, your global national presence and your comments, was that to Georgians and those listening throughout the country, you brought a refreshing, this is a different audience, a new audience. There is some um, cross-fertilization if you or cross-pollination. But you brought a, a sense of hope. It's not over yet. And you ended in your closing remarks and saying three words that I'm going to say. Vote, vote, vote. And that's the bottom line. I don't care what anyone else says, just vote. Forget about all that other stuff and it, just vote. Don't let your, you know, make excuses, just vote. Go out and vote. And do it now while there's early voting so that you don't have to have a discussion about, mm-hmm. well, the driver, I don't know, I can't read. My driver's license is tattered. You can't, it fell in the water. The dog bit it, can't read. Do it now so that if any issue comes up, you can cure it And this, because the stakes are too high. Hmm. You know, let me go to Mama D. Mama D is reaching out to us. She wants to tell us why she believes the Warnock-Walker race is so close. Mama D, what's on your mind? Well, hello, you greetings to you. I president swear on a Bible book. The Old Testament says, thou shalt not kill. And the New Testament says, um, he came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. So Pastor Politician Warnock is on the wrong side of spiritual history by supporting the violence of abortion. And Walker is on the wrong side by saying he is against abortion, but in practice, women are saying that he favors it. So both candidates have issues, uh, and uh, I think that's why the races are close. But my question is, President Biden says it's about saving the soul of America. How can you save the soul of America if you don't deal with the issues that are not just flesh and blood? I, I hear you. So were you asking the question? or 
Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm asking that question. Uh, the, the spiritual issues that people are leapfrogging over are very much part of the conversation because mm-hmm. life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness is an inalienable right, whereas freedom of religion is a constitutional right. And when they say a woman, they're really not talking about a woman because she's pregnant, she's three in one, and she is a trinity. Hard living, a firm, living sperm, and what the egg and the sperm created, that living soul. So when it gets right down to it, men have a right to step up and say, hey, I want to save my my portion. So are you saying that that's why the race is so close? Do you, do you think it's coming uh-huh. down to abortion, even though, hold on, Miss Mamadi, because I want to ask you this question before you go. Do you, so do you, what is the predominant issue in the race? Is it the economy, inflation, because people can't pay these bills, they can't afford this food? Um, is it, uh, is it abortion, reproductive rights? I mean, what do you think is the issue that's making these races so close? You've got 30 seconds. I think uh, what's making them so close is the fact that morals are it's morally wrong to have people, sanctuary settlers and sanctuary uh, settler seekers, leapfrogging over you. It's wrong to have uh, all these billions going to another country and and people here don't have clean water to drink. So people are looking at these issues and they are morally torn. So it's all of the above. Okay. It's down okay. to what is right and what is wrong. Okay. Well, Mama D has spoken. Why do you think these races are this close? All of these races... I mean, Mark Kelly's race in Arizona, Aaron, that's closed up. The Fetterman-Oz race, that's closed up. Sherry Beasley, it's always been tight. She's within a point of winning. Uh, You've got Val Demings, very winnable races. I mean, it's just tight, and I'm wondering what people are seeing. Well, I tell you what, whatever you want, you you can have it. You've got to vote about it. You gotta vote about it. You gotta get out and vote, everybody. Don't let anyone tell you that your vote does not matter. These races increasingly are being decided by a few hundred votes. A vote here, a vote there. What uh, Robert Fatello, uh, you said Reverend Jackson talks about, you know, you don't have wholesale grabbing of votes. You skim votes. Ten votes here, 100 votes there. Five votes here. I mean, you can do it in a country of 330 million people. Robert, I've got about a minute before we go and bring on uh, Greg Pallast. Well, I think to Mama D's point, it's crucial uh, that we, we start having policy debates and policy conversations in this country again, because if we don't do so, then it leaves us open to demagoguery. It leaves us open to uh, uh, the type of uh, politics that we see currently, where you can have somebody like Herschel Walker, who criticizes Raphael Warnock on abortion, but says absolutely nothing about what he would do about uh, the infant mortality rate, about mater- maternal mortality. Mortality rate. 
uh, what he would do about a child tax credit or making sure that we have uh, health care or prenatal care or uh, an educational system that is actually operational. Uh, it's more so vague concepts of uh, do you raise your hand to support A or B versus what people will actually do in order to uh, actuate those policies. So right now, because of, as we've been talking about, these campaign finance laws that we have of Citizens United, uh, they can simply uh, advertise these candidates the same way they advertise a Whopper or a Big Mac, uh, that if they saturate it enough, they know that the next time you're driving down the street and you see a McDonald's sign, you're not going to be thinking about that uh, whether that burger is good or not. You're going to be thinking about the commercial they've been pumping into your head for the last 100 miles on the road trip. And this is what they're depending on. We have to start looking at our politics seriously and professionally and ask the question, if another hurricane comes and hits South Georgia and there are uh, billions of dollars of damage in Florida, Georgia, and South Carolina, do you trust Herschel Walker as the senator to be able to lobby the federal government to get the types of resources needed to fix your state when other states are doing the same? That is, a, that is something that senators do. Uh, you have to ask the question that we are declaring oh, war against it. I have my smelling salts. Exactly. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! I have palpitations, Robert. I can't even. I can't even breathe. Oh my goodness! And and, and I think I think Erin has gone to Italy. I think she's left us. No, no. I think. Just not yet. Just what Robert said. In a crisis, when your back is up against the wall, do you expect Herschel Walker to be able to say? Anything that makes sense that yes. can help you yes. can yes. help your family survive. Yes. Survive. Yes. I'm going back yes. on you. No, no, yeah, no, 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 no. Because we're about to bring up Greg Palast. I got 30 seconds for you, CK. Vigilante, the vigilante movie. He is going to be talking about that every, and all of us have seen it. All of us have seen it. CK. Now I've got 20 seconds. What do you, what are you expecting to well, hear look, from Greg Palast? Greg Palast is going to tell you why it's important to vote, 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 and why we should really be concerned about what's happening in Georgia. How Brian Kemp's family masterminded a lot of the race, the, the bringing slaves into Georgia, and how some of that perspective is permeated through these elections. But he's going to tell you why everyone needs to watch Vigilante. That's a Georgia issue, but it's not a Georgia issue. It's, it's something that every single U.S. citizen should watch. And then look at your community. Look at what's happening in your home. Well, all right now, Aaron, we'll be right back with Greg Palast, VigilanteMovie.com, VigilanteMovie.com. You can see it for free right now. Back in just a minute. This is the Santita Jackson Show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Santita Jackson Show. We have got Greg Palast with us, everybody. Yay! I wish I had some sound effects for that. He is our hero. Indeed, uh, in 2000 and 2004, as we watched uh, the presidential races stolen, yeah, they were stolen. They were, they were, they were, they were. I remember how incredulous uh, Vice President Gore was when he had to concede. 
I remember John, uh, the senator from, from North Carolina, I remember him looking at John Kerry saying, wait a minute, we're, we're not going to fight? He was, the, he was the investigative journalist who really pulled up the information that showed that those elections were actually stolen. The Democrats won. They won. They won. They won. And he could not get a corporate media outlet in the United States to carry, to carry his investigations, which are absolutely stellar. So, of course, it's legal Q&A with CK, as we do every deal here on the Santita Jackson Show every uh, Wednesday from 7 to 8 Central Standard Time. And, of course, we've got attorney Robert Patillo and uh, Kirsten Cinema's dear, dear, dear friend and, um, and former running buddy, attorney Aaron Connolly. Aaron won't let me forget that. She's Aaron, very upset when Aaron, I do that. She's Aaron, like, are you okay? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm not, I, need, I need my smelling salts now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you might be like me. Start to say the Lord's Prayer. Yeah. Well, she, worked with, she worked with her when she Amen. was a progressive. Amen. As hard as that is for us to remember. She's like, no, she wasn't always this way. We're like, what do you mean, Aaron? She's like, no, she used to be a progressive. Like, girl, get out of here. Get her out of here. But we are so glad to have Greg Palace with us today. He has been on this barnstorming tour all around the country, uh, showing this movie Vigilante, Vigilante, that really highlights black voter disenfranchisement. But remember, black people are the canaries in the mine. What happens to black people eventually happens to everybody, to black and brown voters, okay, and indigenous voters. Because what's happening on these tribal lands where our indigenous brothers and sisters are, are living, it's criminal. It's criminal. Don't ever forget about the indigenous people of the United States. And so, you know, voter suppression is real. But this movie will make you, it'll make you laugh, it'll make you cry, and you can see it for free today. VigilanteMovie.com, VigilanteMovie.com. Welcome back to the show, Greg Palast. You have, you, boy, you got some heavy hitters helping you. You've got Martin Sheen, who's your EP. Now you've got one of your new partners, who's Jamie Foxx. Talk to me. How did they get involved in this movie? Why did they get involved in this movie? Well, uh, Jamie Foxx is involved with this movie, as he says, because this is his childhood. He grew up in rural Texas. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, it, uh, this is a story, Vigilantes, uh, the subtitle is George's Vote Suppression Hitman. But as C.K. was saying on the break, and, and as you just heard, this is about America, unfortunately. And um, so he said, you know, I saw my own self growing up in Texas and the impediments to African Americans and what it took. And this is a film about Two things. One, the attack on the vote, and some of it's weirdly funny, of course. It, it is funny, and then it gets really dark and heartbreaking, too. But, you know, the, the, in, in Georgia, we also have to talk about history, which happens in the film. Um, you know, that uh, it was Brian Kemp's family, the governor, that first brought African Americans in chains to, uh, to Georgia. It was a, it was a, a free state. Uh, uh, slavery was banned in Georgia. People don't recognize that. Uh, this family brought him in. Now, of course, that doesn't mean that Brian Kemp, the current governor, is responsible for what his great-great-granddad did. But as his own cousin says, hey, man, fess up. This is where our family's power, our family's wealth comes from. You know, the first family to bring in Africans and change. And they have continued to, uh, Kemp has continued to deny history. It also means he denies history up to now. 
which is the history of stopping black people from voting in Georgia. Like you say, you know, back in 2000, as you said, Santita, uh, about the, the, the Florida race. Um, those know Greg Palace. And again, you can see this film, Vigilante, the movie. So go to vigilantemovie.com all day today and tomorrow. No charge. Please just go to vigilantemovie.com. But in Florida, we had the governor of Florida, Jeb Bush, the brother of the presidential candidate, uh, little W, um, removed 58,000 black men from the voter rolls on the grounds they were felons, not allowed to vote. And not one, Santita, was guilty of anything but voting while black. And that's what made George Bush president. And because they succeeded with that, that kind of racial trickery. It hasn't stopped. And, and Georgia is always kind of their testing ground, which is why the film is centered there. But if you think it, you know, like Martin Sheen says at the beginning of the film, if you think this is just Georgia, man, look out. This is coming to a state near you. Well, wh- why is Georgia the testing ground? Well, because as you saw with, uh, with Stacey Abrams versus Brian Kemp, uh, four years ago when I was doing an investigation that was uh, with Salon and Rolling Stone, um, you know, uh, Brian Kemp was able to keep the governorship despite an impossible demographic wave of successful black people coming down from the north of the new mm-hmm. um, hipster uh, Atlanta. And it succeeded. He, he was secretary of state and he removes half a million voters in the voter roll. He refused to put voters' names on voter rolls. Like the, the Korea, you see in the film, when this group 10,000 Koreans vote, submit their 10,000 names for the voter registry, Brian Kemp simply won't put them on. And it worked. It got him elected governor. And he knows he can't get elected governor unless he, he knocks out the black vote, the Asian vote, the youth vote. And he's figured he's the point man figuring out how to do this with some new trick each each election cycle. And now he's got these vigilantes. The vigilantes, by the way, is anyone in Georgia can challenge anyone else's vote. And I have a list up already. Go to vigilantemovie.com and get some of this info. I have the names of 168,000 Georgians who have been challenged. 168,000 I've counted 88 vigilantes. These are just Republican Party operatives, not government officials, who handed thousands of names. You've seen the film, you know, one woman, you know, who's, who's armed to the teeth, she's chasing me. She challenged 32,000 people. Another challenged 4,000 Muskogee. Uh, that's Columbus, Georgia. And that was successful, that challenge in Muskogee. Well, see, you know, my, 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 my question is this, Greg. I just have to interrupt you while, I, while I'm just thinking sure. about this. By what authority do these people challenge someone's registration? I mean, how, how does that work? Well, that's I mean, and then, and then of course, I'll kick, that, kick it out to, you know, to, the, to our legal team here, because everybody here is a lawyer. But Georgia let me law. start with you. Georgia law, Santita. Georgia law. But I'm going to let Robert tackle this, but Georgia law allows them to challenge voters, anyone, to challenge the validity of someone's ability to vote. Well, wait a minute. Does Georgia law let you have a gun in your house, too? Oh, Georgia law allows you to have a gun anywhere. 
Well, guess what? Now, see, he was about to get shot. <laughs> Greg Powell by this woman. Right. Greg Powell is <laughs> And, you know, Greg, the one thing I will say, you know, as I have such respect for you as an investigative journalist. Oh, as my a, gosh. As everything you do as an artist, as everything. And, and, and the one thing that's amazing about Greg is that he will push and push and push and push to get to the truth. But I tell you, when he saw that uh, the assault rifle in the, or that rifle in the corner of this lady's house, yeah. oh my god! Well, you know, at some at some point, you because t- she said get out and use some expletive deletives. He looked at that gun and then he left. You know, because at some point you have to just recognize Leave. that that gun in the corner visibly means something when you're talking. When especially with someone who the the person I don't want to ruin the movie. People need to see it. And they, it's important they do to, to just see, see that moment. That made me laugh more than anything. And laugh to keep from crying because the crying part would be, is this real? This is someone who's challenged all these voters. The laughing part was Greg's recognition. Well, she has a gun. I have my mouth. I'm talking to she has a gun. I'm While looking he's at the gun sitting gun. there with that hat on his and head. I need to just and turn around. Getting, right, right. And he keeps and Greg, asking you take her. your hat off as the booter and left her house. You know, oh. that was that. You look, you guys. You, I'm telling you, you have to see it. I mean, because Robert, I said, does this man, does this New Yorker, California, know he will get shot up in this piece by this woman on camera, Robert? <laughs> well, you know, you had a Georgia gun laws, and I think that um, one of one of the interesting things in this race, uh, to take a slight tangent, is. Uh, President Obama was really the first person uh, about a week or t- a week or so ago in Atlanta to make the connection between Republicans very liberalizing of gun laws and the spike in violent crime. That for literally six months, Democrats have allowed Republicans to blame them for "quote unquote" crime run amok uh, around cities and violence going up, but never uh, decided to tie in the fact that well, you guys got rid of all the gun laws, and then all the murders went up. You don't think there's a correlation there. And, and I, I think it has to be part of the conversation, just the um, the need to better be able to communicate, the need to be more agile on your feet uh, when it comes to responding to issues. Everything doesn't have to be focus group. Everything doesn't have to be run through uh, 15 different consultants. Some things just make logical sense. And I, I made a, a very, very old reference uh, the other day on uh, Reverend Jackson's show when I said that the Democrats, have for some reason, decided to go back to Adelaide Stevenson uh, and the eggheads when it comes to politics. For those of you who are under 70, uh, Adelaide Stevenson was the Democratic nominee for president back in the 1950s. That one of the criticisms against him and the Democratic Party then is that they were the quote unquote egghead party. They were the uh, northeastern uh, patrician elitist, um, too smart for their own good. They weren't able to really connect with the people the same way they you know. And Eisenhower uh, on the Republican side of the aisle was able to do so. If you think about Doctor Strangelove, the president in that movie was modeled off of Adelaide Stevenson and the egghead. Mm-hmm. Being too smart, not able to think with his gut, not able to um, transition into politics going forward. That's very much what Democrats have turned into now um, when it comes to trying to figure out how to uh, articulate their message and how to appeal to regular average voters. Sometimes they're too smart for their own good and don't talk about many of these issues in a way that folks folks would agree with you. You just have to say it in a way that they understand it. They're smart but not wise, Greg, because, I mean – 
if I, I mean, if if I if I were you, I mean, if I were the Demo, if I if I were running the Democratic Party, I would have grabbed this movie and I would have pushed it out. I mean, and not just in Georgia, everywhere. The best democracy money can buy. I urge you all to get that movie as well. I urge you to go to gregpalast.com and get the movie. Go to gregpalast.com and get the best democracy money can buy. There have been some movies out here that have, um, and these are two of the these are two of the best that have shown us the impact. Number one, to see Greg Palast, that voter suppression is real, and to you bring us real people to whom this has happened, and you go into their histories. Please talk about that, because because you're like, wait a minute, oh, this I- is these are real folks. This happens to people, and this is devastating. Yes, in fact, uh, by the way, I want to remind people, you can get the film free for the next couple of days at VigilanteMovie.com, VigilanteMovie.com, and that, again, made possible by Jamie Foxx. Um, yeah, I, going into the house of people who've lost their vote, I was in the home of a 92-year-old woman. They knocked her off the voting rolls. They, Brian Kemp, as Secretary of State, removed her from the voting rolls. She was about to go in and vote for it. Stacey Abrams, they threw her out. It was Martin Luther King's cousin, 92 years old. I went to the house, into the house, into her house where uh, Kemp said she no longer lives. Like she said, it was like they got rid of me, dead and buried already. And her granddaughter was in tears, hysterical, that she'd been, that her grandmother had been blocked from voting. So after all she'd been through, Martin Luther King's cousin, and she registered to vote the year her cousin was assassinated. And, you know, so he goes to these homes. Now I was in the home of Major Gamaliel Turner, career U.S. military, terrific guy. I was in his home, the home that the Republican Party chairman said he did not live in. The local Republican Party chairman personally challenged this soldier. We invited him into this house, this vigilante, who dressed up like Doc Holliday with pearl handled guns. And by the way, the major said he was nervous. He told me and Jamie Foxx that he was nervous then because the guy had loaded guns with him. And he didn't know how the guy would react to being in the major's house, the house that this guy said uh, this military man didn't live in. So it's both sad and funny and weird. And terrifying that this is happening in America, but it's leaving Georgia. It's already spread to 10 other states, just as vigilante trick. But the other thing is the burial of history. Mm. <laughs> so we have a lot of guns today, but where does that come from? Because they're shifting. They're going from white sheets that the Klan wore to spreadsheets using computers to knock out black voters. But it's, it's just a, a recreation of the same old story. Well, well, wait a minute, but why go after the black vote? Because that lets, that indicates to me just how important this black vote is. Why target the black vote? Hmm, okay. Yeah, you know, I'm, because I'm, I want to hear from Greg, I want to hear from you, CK. You CK, take this over. And and we haven't heard Aaron. The black, who, I'm not convinced is not Aaron, in Italy. And, and I'm going to and I want to I want to pitch to Erin because I wanted her to recover from the smelling salts that she needed when you said she was a good friend of Christmas cinema. So, but I, but I think she's back. She's back. Um, but why the black vote? Because the black vote has made a difference. The black vote ensured that President Biden won the election. 
so the black vote is critical. There's recognition of the black vote. There's recognition of the significance of that. There's recognition of what will happen when black folks don't vote. And I got to say something about Jamie Foxx. Much kudos and Greg, mm-hmm. bravo to you for bringing him in. Jamie Foxx, Santita, you may not know this, is going to be playing the role of my former boss, Willie Gary. He's filming a movie right now about Willie Gary's victory in, in a case that that case out of Mississippi where he broke a record, $500 million verdict in the 90s. Jamie Foxx is portraying Willie Gary, and um, who is one to me. I practiced with Willie and still practice with Willie for 15 years running his international and commercial litigation department. He's the baddest, the toughest, the most ferocious, extraordinary trial lawyer of all times. So kudos to Jamie Foxx for taking on these issues, refusing to be denied. I just had to say that. Okay, so now, Aaron, that. You know, right? And, 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 you know, Santita, Willie Gare is your uncle. He's Uncle Willie. Yes. And, and people, people just need to, uh, so Jamie Foxx is doing it and moving in. I'm so happy that, Greg, that you partnered with him on this. Yes. Well, the film really moved him. And, again, uh, he's paid for you to be able to see it for free, vigilantemovie.com. VigilanteMovie.com. And everybody spread the word about it because you need this is what you need to be looking at. When you see when you see this, it is you're gonna be so moved. You're gonna be so moved and you're gonna be shocked by the the information that you get. When you what you find out about Brian Kemp. I mean, and just how people really stay in their historical traditions. And there's a reason that the slave masters are still they're still on top. And the people, I mean, we, cause, you know, we have, he is the descendant of, of, the, of the masters of slaves, right? But it's yeah. interesting, the slaves are still trying to make it. And we keep pushing through. Now, I'm going to tell you something. I've got to give much mad credit to black people, to my people. Because in spite of everything, we're still here. And we are winning every day. Yeah, we are. And when we win, America wins, Greg. Yep. Because this is this is this is not this is just not right. Why did you let me ask you? I don't know if any I don't know if anyone's ever asked you this. Why do you are like you're almost like my dad. You all beat this voting drum. I mean, all day long. You put you you've given your life over to this. Why? Well, I've, while I've covered many other topics, it all comes down to voting. Because they take away your vote, they take away your humanity, your right to. You know, you can talk about the environment. You can talk about your other rights, women's rights. But if you don't have a vote, you ain't getting those rights. It's just that simple. All the rights that have been won in American history have been because the voters would be able to convince the voters. And it certainly hasn't come from the ruling class. They're not giving up nothing, which we see in Georgia. They don't want the voters in the way the Part of the film is that you know these really powerful organizations like Chick Fil A, Home Depot, uh, Georgia Power, the real powers of the state, really kind of like the old plantation system when it comes to economic division, and they're not going to let the voters take it away. So they're going to make you fight for your vote, which is why you should, because it's valuable. That's why they're taking it. So what do you say to people who say my vote doesn't matter? Wow, uh, I saw it matter. You know, I've seen it matter. I grew up here in Los Angeles before. I remember before food stamps. 
how people are living and people without Medicare and, and Medicaid here. Um, you know, I grew up in the poorest neighborhood in Los Angeles and government transformed things, transformed people and gave people a chance. And I'm afraid, you know, sometimes America is going backwards on that. And we can only stop it if we vote America back into office. You know, that's why I made the film. Well, let people know how we can. I've got about I've got a couple of minutes left here, CK. I hope that everyone will will watch Vigilante. Uh, movie.com, vigilantemovie.com. It's free for the next two days. Thank you, Jamie Foxx. Thank you, Jamie Foxx. Before we get some closing remarks from Greg Pallast, 30 seconds for you, uh, because you came in from, really, from the suburbs, Aaron, so that you could see this. 30 seconds. Well, this film and uh, the work on the ground to shine the light on this since Donald Trump took office has been remarkable. And I think when people see that, as we talk about on your show all the time, the law and law enforcement can be weaponized, right? It is a political act. And this is what we see in Georgia and many other states on full display. And what we need to remember going into this GOTV season is what weapons do you have in your utility belt to combat this when you walk into your polling place or you are challenged um, by not being able to turn that ballot in. And those weapons are information and support and 1-800-YOUR-VOTE, right? Those are the Mm -hmm. the tools we need. So thank you to this vigilante team, to Jamie Foxx, to everybody who uh, put this together. And hopefully we can make sure everybody that needs to see it sees it today. So Absolutely. You can see it today and tomorrow. Share it. That's right. VigilanteMovie.com. VigilanteMovie.com. Uh, you know, if you could stay with, stay with us for a couple of minutes just after we get off the air, but the last minute belongs to you, um, Greg, uh, Greg Palace. We're just so grateful for your work, so grateful for your work, so grateful for all that you do to really make our democracy, uh, to make it real, to keep it alive. Vigilante Movie. Well, we can see it for free today. Well, thank you. And you and you say this after seeing a movie, which is important because I just want to remind people it is a movie. You get to enjoy it. Like there's there's a lot there's a lot that's funny. There's a lot that's horrifying and and heartbreaking. And again, it you know takes place in Georgia. So do a lot of films. But it's not just about Georgia. It's about all of us. And it's about hiding history, and um, and the people that are fighting to keep it alive. It's um, you know, it's it, and by the way, it's not your typical PBS white guys in front of bookcases no. documentary. Uh, you see some crazy guy in a hat. That's me, Greg Palace, <laughs> running around after the bad guys, and then delving into the history that they don't want you to hear. You know, especially Mister mm-hmm. uh, Brian Kemp, born with a silver um, construction company in his mouth, and he claims that he's a self-made little businessman. He busts these guys. And that's important, and, you, and there's a lot of fun in that. So go to VigilanteMovie.com, VigilanteMovie.com. And Santita, thank you and your family and Rainbow Push for helping get this out all over the nation. That was very important to uh, to Jamie Foxx, too, that you were involved in it. And the Black Voters Matter Fund and such great groups, also the ACLU in there, 
but it's very important to go to vigilantemovie.com. It's not just good for you. It's a good movie. And I think you'll appreciate Santita uh, telling you to go there.